Welcome to the Hawkeye Psychic Podcast. And you're very welcome back to the Hawkeye Psychic Podcast. I suppose fresh from our debut NFL podcast, we have uh, Danny O'Brien and Simon Stokes back to review the AFC and NFC Divisional Playoff Games. Fair to say, gentlemen, it was a, a very exciting weekend had by all. I think it's safe to say you picked a pretty good time to do the NFL seg- segment of the podcast too, because just, wow, that's the only way you can describe what happened this weekend. <laughs> oh, incredible. And Simon, yourself? Uh... Yeah, sure. It was, it was a deadly weekend from, from the first the first play of the uh, of the first game on 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 Saturday till till the end of it on Sunday night. It sure was a fantastic weekend of a sport. It's, it's what you want in sport, really. Mm. Uh, all kind of emotions laid out there. All kinds of football. You know, we saw a great defensive playoff uh, game in the second game or two games really on Saturday night and, and two monster offensive games on on Sunday night. It was it was a fantastic weekend. Everything you'd want in the NFL you saw last weekend, basically. Exactly. I suppose we can start down in chronological order. Nashville, pretty excited with the Tennessee Titans, the AFC number one seed, and uh, Cincinnati Bengals uh, came into town, and uh, thanks to Mr. McPherson and Mr. Burrow, uh, they got the 1916 win. Uh, what were your standout moments there, guys? Maybe we'll start with Danny first. I think the, it was maybe the funniest moment of the weekend. It was the, the definition of the commentator's curse of Ryan Tannehill hasn't thrown an interception in on that first play. He throws, I mean, yeah, just Tannehill's intercept. I think the standout moment, because like you mentioned, Simon, and speaking as a former edge rusher here, um, I actually did play American football as a linebacker. And the only reason I was in that position is because I was fast, I could tackle and I was angry. Um, but just from the defensive standpoint, like that neither te- both defenses really couldn't have done much more. I mean, how many was a burrow like he got sacked nine times and people were really worrying for his health as that game um, developed developed so from the defensive standpoint like I mean the Bengals they, they were looking to go yeah they were lucky because the one area of the Titans game that really did fall apart was quarterback and like my standout defensive moment from the weekend was the Mike Hilton intercept and the fact he was able yeah. to read to such a degree what Tanhill was going to do and that was an enormous like the Titans had just just bitten off a huge chunk of yardage as well with a good run and it looks like this you could even hear the crowd it was all things are starting to turn for us and then Hilton with that incredible intercept just kind of burst their bubble straight away so like I mean the, the with the quarterback situation with the Titans like they're gonna have to sit back and reflect and go well, where where do we go from here? Because they're in serious trouble because the quarterback is the one area in their team where they were struggling and like that. And it's just even like you mentioned, Simon, it's nuts how both days. The Saturday was a defensive clinic from nearly all four teams. The Sunday was an offensive clinic. So, but yeah, that game for the Titans, it is the quarterback. That's where they lost it. Yeah, I. You know, we were we were talking beforehand and. From what I know, I, I think the Titans are stuck in something like they have something like 35 million of dead money next year on Tannehill. So he's not going anywhere. No one's going okay. to pay that. So like they're going to have to make do with him for at least another year. At that stage, you'd wonder like Bill Belichick is not last forever in 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 New England. Like Vrabel has the New England bloodline going through him. Like you'd wonder if he's been lined up. Now saying that. You'd imagine Josh McDaniels is going to get that job. Like he was on the plane a couple of years ago and they pulled him back. Um, it was to Houston or somewhere he was going uh, and they pulled him back. So I suppose he's probably on a promise there. But like you'd wonder, like Rabel probably only has another couple of years there. Um, just in that game, um, like obviously it was it was a fairly defensive, um, it, was, it was a mammoth defensive game. I'd wonder, 
Do you know, I, I, I actually thought about these two games on the, on the Saturday night. Were they more games that were lost rather than won? Do you know, like, I, I think, like, do you know, I'm, I'm kind of reflecting a bit in the Bengals the last couple of days. Do you know, in fairness now, look, they're after winning two games. They got two touchdowns the first day. One of them should have been chalked off. Um, they got one touchdown the last day and, like, there was an exceptionally Eli Apple play towards the end of the game that caused that last interception. Um, like Eli Apple was a fellow that the Giants drafted first round a good few years back he was kind of tossed around the league with, I think he was with New Orleans for a while um, but like he made like that was an exceptional play at the end, just to get the hand in there the ball fix up you make your interception um, but I'm, I'm wondering are the Bengals as legit as, 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 as they seem to be like I do not look in fairness they're after coming through two tough enough games um, like my one worry was towards the end of that last game the last day was I was just worried that somehow the Bengals were going to win. Burrow was going to get injured because, like you, you know, I think this was one of the first things I said the last night that you know going forward the Bengals needed to figure some way of of protecting him. Like to, to me, if Burrow Burrow is that franchise now, yeah. and if he goes down, they're in serious trouble. And like I, I'd be almost worried going into next weekend as well. Like obviously a few weeks ago, the Bengals gave the Bengals beat the Chiefs a few weeks ago. I'm worried going into that game if you in a few weeks or next uh, next Sunday evening that somehow the Bengals will win this game with Burrow getting injured and we'll have an absolutely brutal Super Bowl out of it. Um, like you can't you can't you can't leave your quarterback get hit get hit mm. nine times like it was you know he's not he's not Superman. Um, uh, just like on that game as I said I don't know did the Titans kind of throw it away like some of the interceptions were cat altogether like you'd you'd. Like you couldn't, you couldn't for a quarterback that's been paid that kind of cash, you you couldn't explain some of the balls that he was throwing up. Um, but like saying that, like look, they're there. Um, my one other big question about that game, and I I like Frabel, he's obviously defensive minded, but the clock management at the end of that game was diabolical. Like they got that ball back, was it about one forty or one fifth? Was it one forty two mm. or forty three in the clock? Yeah, Simon. Yeah. Like he had a player to made. He was like to me, you know, Tannehill is a quite just question marks over his quarterbacking, but like without really going too far up the field, uh, there was 40 seconds left in the clock. All of a sudden, it went from a situation where Tannehill should have been passing the ball to the sideline and getting little, you know, five, ten, five, six, seven yard um, plays, getting out, not losing clock in it, and work himself up the field into, you know, a field goal position. It went into a situation that Vrabel basically was putting Tannehill in a situation that he had to make a play. Do you know? Mm. Um, was it, was it, was he intercepted in the third down? I'm not sure. But, um, like, it, to me, it made it, it was very, very poor clock management. And, you know, let's say, you know, Tampa Bay were obviously beaten the other night. And as I was saying the last night, I'm a Jets fan. And, you know, Todd Bowles was, is, is an outstanding defensive coordinator with Tampa Bay, but he was the head coach of the Jets a few years ago. And it was the one thing that was often said about him, that he was absolutely brutal at controlling the clock and that there was games lost with his clock management and using timeouts foolishly and so on. I wonder is it a bit of a weakness and Vrabel to tell you the truth. Like I, I think he put needless pressure on Tannehill in, the, in that last phase of the game um, on, on Saturday night. Yeah, no, I would like, counter as well. Um, Henry, the court running back, he wasn't fully fit, guys, from the get-go. He was very, very quiet, wasn't he? 20 carries, 62 yards. I know he scores a touchdown, but I think Frable and the Titans would have expected a little bit more off the run game here. Um, so maybe have, they had to change mid-game once they saw that Henry was very ineffective. 
Mm. A lot of it to do like kind of when you're out for that long, just trying to get back into get match game fitness and in the playoffs yeah. too. But even like the the big one thing, Mark, I respect I'd have to say for for the Bengals, well, like Burrow, he took the hits and he was still throwing. And I have to say, Jamar Chase, my, I mean, he's going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year just when he gets the ball. He just it's not just that he gets it and he gets tackled. He gets the ball, he beats one guy. He just he's he's always making the game, he's always making extra yardage on top of it, and it proved crucial. And it happened throughout the weekends that the quarterbacks for the winning teams, they went to their go-to guys, and those go-to guys set up incredible finishes almost across the board. Yeah, it's almost that analogy. You know, if you have the quarterback in playoffs, you'll go that extra mile, won't you? And I mean Burrow obviously was put under immense pressure off Tennessee Titans. Thought a rush defense was outstanding from minute one. But he's still 28 out of 37 completions, 348 yards. You know, he was driving the guys down the field. Chase with five receptions, 109 yards. Higgins came up huge as well, seven receptions, 96 yards. And then you have Uzaman as well, who has been very unsung, I thought, in this play mm. as well. Very strong as well, you know, with the seven receptions, 71 yards. So they were, you know, creating... You know, I thought Burrow was just immense. You know, an awful lot of other quarterbacks would have just absolutely folded given the first quarter that they had. But they found a way and then they had McPherson, the field goal kicker. It was just lights <laughs> out. When Burrow, did you hear what Burrow said when he was walking on the field? Like, right, well, lads, looks like we're going to the FA, AFC Championship. It's like, oh, like even Burrow just was like, oh, the cojones on him just to go out and be like, it's all right, yeah. lads. I have this. We're on the way now. No need to worry. Like they, they do have that kind of swagger or that walk and Burrow. It's, yeah, it's kind of from the top down. Burrow's attitude, his approach to the game. It really like for a second year quarterback to be doing it. It's, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, 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 I mean, like even I remember looking at say preseason rankings, like the Bengals were ranked 28th out of all teams for them to be in the conference final is just, I mean, and that was their first ever road win ever road win in the playoffs like it's been an incredible season for them i saw the the cincinnati Bengals. their pro shop um they tweeted during the week i think that that they were sold out mcpherson jerseys and they wouldn't be getting any more in for the foreseeable future (laughs) Um, i I was thinking about that game you know the last day or two and something i've known is making any anything of the, the first touchdown that the titans got they, they were lined up for the field goal and there was a flag or for the extra point there was a flag thrown and they went for the two-point conversion thing because you know they were that bit closer and they didn't they were unsuccessful now i know hindsight and all is a great thing that point would have made an awful difference to that game oh there was a like in, in playoff football it's all like just take your points going for the two-point conversion like i know more and more teams are going for two-point conversions but playoff football every point's vital and this weekend really proved it yeah, yeah. I just, I, I, like, I could kind of understand. Like, he was on at the one yard line. Henry was just after running a touchdown. But, yeah, like, they scored an extra point there, and like, they were perfectly happy taking their extra point until the flag was thrown. Um, I, I yeah. Look, the, I, again, hindsight is a great thing, but you know, I'd wonder if, um, if they're kicking themselves now that they didn't just boot it over the bar. Yeah, I think there's a massive opportunity lost by the Titans, really. You know, they were in ideal field position a few times, as you said here, Simon and Danny, and coughing up the football pretty easy, you know. And being the number one seed. (laughs) Jesus, yeah. You know, it's, you know, for Mike Vrabel as well, you heard the press conference afterwards, there was an awful lot of Tannehill to blame. He said, no, collectively, we all have to blame as an organisation, which, you know, it's like leading up to next season, as you say, with the salary cap and everything else, that 
he needs to support the quarterback, but uh, I think it's going to be a long, long reflections there in the Titans organization. The Bengals uh, go victorious. Let's uh, switch on here, guys. The 49ers and the Packers. I <laughs> love this game. I and dear God, <laughs> I, I'm still baffled how the Packers actually lost this one, guys. But uh, could you shed some light for me here? Oh, if I was the Packers defense, I'd be looking at the other power element, the offense and the special teams. And I'm like, it's only the third time it's ever happened. A field goal has been blocked and a blocked punt for a return touch. Like the, again, this was another example with the, like similar with the Titans. The defense really couldn't have done much more, but it like, it tells you like the unit of the weekend for me was the 49ers defense. I mean, they kept Aaron Rodgers out. Didn't like who would have thought that Rodgers wouldn't wouldn't um, throw a single touchdown? He had the worst quarterback rating he's ever had. He had the worst overall performance that he has ever had. I mean, that just tells you as a unit how good the 49ers are. And like the chat was going, imagine had at the time of drafting the Niners had gone for Rodgers. Like imagine what that team would be like now. But I mean, oh, I mean, I just started laughing at the at the Packers special teams. How like for one of those to happen is bad, but for both to happen and just for the team, like we mentioned the titans are going to be thinking a lot this is a cataclysm for the packers because you can hear the the rumble of bulldozers in the background because the cap hit for the titans is bad the, the, the packers is 40 plus million over the cap and they have 20 something plus free agents and rogers doesn't want to be around for a rebuild and it's yeah. a, oh it's, it's a cataclysm for them Mark, you were saying there that Frabel was you know all in and you know will all take responsibility after their match I thought, no, I know, no, it's fairly cold directly after a match and, and you know, his head mightn't really have been in it, but geez, Rogers fairly threw the special teams under the bus with his, you know, after match um, interviews. Well, he basically put it on him, but they were brutal. You know, seen, <laughs> then he made a good point about the 49ers defense, but like the Packers, the Packers basically kept, they kept the 49ers to two field goals. Like they, the special teams coughed up the, uh, the touchdown. Um, like... I like Jimmy Grappolo. I don't know. You probably had the set. You, know, you might have met or the sets there, Mark. Um, I, I'm I'm worried. I'm actually very worried that there could be two fairly one-sided uh, championship finals um, this weekend. Like Grappolo isn't moving the ball. The only hope, obviously, is with San Francisco that the, the defensive side of things will do the business. Like they're after keeping they're after keeping the Packers to ten points. Uh, the week before, they kept Dallas to seventeen points. Do you know, like this, this is probably the the 49ers unit is probably as good as well as good as what's left in it anyway. Um, mm. from a de- defensive viewpoint, but will they do enough to keep to keep the Rams who looked pretty good last Sunday? Will they do enough to keep them um, keep them at bay? No, I know they had the two games against them in in, in regular season. Um, they, like they kept they kept them very quiet the first day, but like Odell Beckham was only in the door at that stage. Um, you'd you'd wonder like. In a proper playoff game in in um, uh, in SoFi Stadium, you you'd wonder like, will they be able to keep the Rams out? I I'd be doubtful. Yeah, I know yeah. everything is stacked against them, but everything was stacked against them when they played the Cowboys and when they played the Packers. So, but I, I totally see where you're coming from, Simon. Like it's they're going up against a Rams team who should have stomped the Bucks as well on Sunday. Yeah, like the stats are not great for Jimmy Garoppolo here, are they? I mean. He does complete 11 out of 19 passes, 131 yards, but it's that intercept again. It's the party piece. It's, you know, protect the football. I mean, you have Mitchell, you have Samuel there, absolute beast with ball and, you know, ball carriers. And, he you know, he gives the onus back to Green Bay. I mean, Green Bay, I think the supporters after the early touchdown must have thought they're in for an absolute massacre of a victory here because 
Jimmy wasn't doing anything behind the line of scrubbage. It was very it was very inept. I mean, Kittle Samuel did deliver a bit on the wide receiver, but again, there was some penalties, stuff like that. It was just, yeah, Jimmy is just literally, st- he's just exposed right now, you know, mm. from the quarterback perspective. Now, to go back to your point in terms of the Alley Rams, um, San Fran, the 49ers have beaten the Rams both times. The teams. Mm. So there is maybe a shred of hope there for the 49ers, but again, the quarterback has to really step up to the plate here. I mean, 131 yards is not going to cut it next weekend for an FC Championship game. Definitely not. And you know, even though they beat the Rams twice, I, I think I think Cooper Cup had he's up on he'd over 100 yards the two nights they played him. Like you know, he's he's going to do the business against that defense. He'll find some way of doing it. And like as I said, you know, in the first game they played the Rams earlier on the season, like Odell Beckham was only in the door. He has become a prominent part. Like, you know, it's gas I don't think he had a touchdown all year with Cleveland. And has he six or seven now um since he came to the Rams? Um he's doing a bit of everything. Um no, I I, just, I like I think the Packers, I I, just, I I it's hard to understand. I thought the Packers were going to win it this year, to be honest. We all did. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All weather up there, teams, the idea of teams having to go up there. I just I just thought they were going to win it. They were getting healthy at the right time. Uh, it's just one of these freak results that can happen from time to time. Um, but um, no, it's, it's interesting, Rogers, now what he'll do. Um, you know, like he, as you were saying, Danny, he has said that he wants their own for a rebuild and you wouldn't blame him. He's only a year or two left. I, I, you know, it's I've seen one or two interviews he's done since, since the weekend. I, I, I'm kind of saying that this fella could walk out the door and just retire. Mm-hmm. So, yes, he's super all ring. Like, where is he going to go? I, I said last week that Denver was a possibility for Russell Wilson. To me, that's about the only roster that, that Rodgers could probably go into and have a chance of winning next year. Like, he'll only have another year to win him. Where else is he going to fly into that have money to pay him and so on? Um, no, the only thing is... Um, Someone like I don't know. Someone like the Bucks are going to be in an awkward, could be in an awkward enough situation next year. Saying that they have a lot of players to play there, you know. Mm. But um, no, I, 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 to me, I think Rogers could retire. I, I, I can't see him going back to to Green Bay and being thrown to, like he spent his last ten years trying to fairly dodgy receivers. His best receiver is it's like with the amount of money they're under or the risk, uh, or they're under pressure with. It's hard to see them um, franchise tagging Devante Adams. Uh, like it'll cost them a lot of money, do you know. Um, I, 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 I'd say, I'd say Red Rogers could retire. Yeah, so like if if he was to go somewhere, he, like I, I think it would be, it could be a Manning 2.0. He could go to like Denver. Looks like it is the most realistic destination for him. Um, if he was to retire. I mean, there'd be a lot of there would be people who'd be surprised, but like one thing that's even been highlighted, you could say, with the Packers for the last decade, how many times have they been in this scenario or in these big situations, be it say in Lamb, like where they've had the home advantage and everything, and they just they they found they've just found was it they've snatched defeat from the jaws of victory so many times, and even for Rogers, that's the fifth time he's been beaten with the last play of the game as well too like it's like it, the people were talking about it, the kind of how does this damage his legacy and he's like i was one of he's one of the all-time great quarterbacks but when it comes to the elite tier like they're just going to say when it came to those champ he has a super bowl ring but he just has one i mean tom brady has the same number as him and he was in the afc for only two years so there is that 
side of things. Like if he wants to kind of cement his legacy in that status, he might go to Denver from that perspective. But my God, Green Bay is just an example of how you throw like there. Yeah, like similarly to when you were chatting, I have absolutely no idea how the hell they lost that game. I mean, for the number of things that could have gone wrong, like even the snow starting to fall seemed to hamper them too. That that was a day they needed the weather to be some way decent, and if it was. I mean, it actually favoured the Niners playing that running game. I think that's the one area the Niners could get the advantage over the, the Rams because it was definitely on Sunday when it came to the, the Bucks. That was the one area where the Bucks really were able to take advantage of the Rams. But with it being in L.A., I mean, it'd be hilarious if the Niners were to make the Super Bowl, but it'd be similar. I kind of hope they don't because it could be a really one-sided Super Bowl if they do. Yeah, Danny, just just on the comparisons there with, or with uh, Brady, do you know, I, I don't know, it's a bit unfair. Like, do you know, I, I don't know how many times Brady has won uh, Super Bowls with top 10 defences. I, I I wouldn't say Rodgers has ever, or has had a top 10 defence in the last number of years anyway. Uh, I wouldn't think Green Bay were, that, were in that kind of position. Um, do you know, I, and as well as that, do you know, Rodgers has had to get paid. Brady has had someone else bringing in the bacon at home and has been able to pay big offensive linesmen to open holes for him for a few years as well. Well, I mean, that's true, but at the, suppose at the same time, that's kind of with Brady. He's, he was willing to sacrifice that extra bit of money to get the right players in. I mean, it's very, it's very easy to sacrifice as Danny when herself is worth millions and millions. <laughs> true, but I mean, it's, if anything, it's going to like over the next couple of years with the, the salaries that the, the quarterbacks are getting, like that's, I mean, it's, it's happening with Tennessee already and with Green Bay if they want to keep him there. It's going to just impact franchises as a whole. I don't know what you're, you're, you're highlighting and saying as well, but even like on Sunday with what Brady was doing, Brady nearly pulled out. And like I was looking at that going, oh, they're done. And they somehow, he almost again, and I know it's Lincoln, sorry about the Jets thing, but he almost did it again. I mean, how many times has he has he done it in those pressure situations where he has led the Patriots out, or the Bucks out of those crucial, like he went to Lambeau last year, he did it, like you're comparing Brady to Rodgers, like when it comes to those crucial scenarios, those crucial moments, those fourth quarters, I mean, there's no real comparison between the two of them. Yeah. Big defensive player for Tampa Bay dog in last weekend, Danny. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean in, in Dominican Sue, he came out I mean, my god, the the Rams almost <laughs> they nearly did a Niners on it from the previous week. They nearly screwed it up. But it just added, my God, the drama of all those games. They were they were incredibly dramatic and nearly every single one of them was for totally different reasons. But like the Rams, it shouldn't have been the, the Bucks should not have been in a position to even be able to level the game because for three quarters the Rams played nearly perfect. Mm-hmm. It was flawless football, wasn't it, from the Rams from minute minute one. I mean, offensive line wise for Tampa Bay, they did have a few injuries. It certainly did show um, early doors because the Rams' defensive line really was impressive. Like they really put the pressure on Brady. I know Brady had thirty carry uh, thirty completions out of fifty four, three hundred twenty nine yards, one touchdown, one interception. But for a good chunk of the three quarters he was under pressure in the pocket to get that ball out so mm. um yeah it's LA again isn't it creating the script the drama you know the the fumbles you know the intercepts stuff like that they, they have the blase plays um you know like said Odell Beckham Jr um and the cup as well was absolutely immense at various times but he coughed up the ball as well <laughs> late so I mean yeah 27-3 you'd think the game should be well and truly closed out but you know Fairness to Tampa Bay defensively, they did actually put a few stops in in the yeah, fourth quarter to get the ball. 
I wonder, Mark, is it is it the fright that the Rams needed? You know, um, like they got they got out of jail the last day. They saved my bacon because I think they were the only one I got right out of my <laughs> But um, they, uh, they, um, like I don't know, was it the fright they needed? Like if they play complete football for the first two or three quarters, there is correct. Um, like you know, it 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 seemed to be clicking everything, and I, I don't know, did they panic a little bit? Um, like they, you know, this is I wonder how many of that of that roster were around. Uh, when they lost the Super Bowl, they lost off the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. The, mm-hmm. the in Super Bowl, um, but um, like I, you know, it looked it looked like it was going the wrong way uh, for them. But like that, Cooper Cup's two players bring down the field. And like I, I was listening to Bruce Arians there today, and he was he was asked or he was asked about um, uh, the fact that they left Cup on a safety for that big long um, reception that he had finishing up. But he said it was all the one anyway. They only needed, he, he reckoned they only needed 12 yards. So he said they could have thrown anything they wanted at them. They were going after the quarterback. And that's the way that they were lined up. And he said, look, he goes, we had to take our chance. It just happened that the cup made his big play out of it. But um, yeah, I, I like the Rams. As I said last week, I like Stafford. I think he's tough. You know, he's, when he was in Detroit, he took a lot of flack. He's playing with a lot, you know, less talented players than what he's playing with now. Even on a, I suppose, a personal basis, even like he, I think his wife had a knockout there a few years ago. She was fairly sick and like he was, you know, he kept playing and it didn't affect his game or any of that kind of thing. Um, I like, I, I like the Rams. I, I, I give them every chance. And like, you know, it's not often that a team is lined up that they, well, maybe even Tampa Bay last year had to go up to Lambeau, I think, in the, um, in the championship weekend. But, um, like they, it's not often that a team have an opportunity to be at home for the um, for the championship round and at home for the Super Bowl. So like, look, they have, they have every chance now. And they've, you know, when they drew up their plan probably at the start of the year, they would have been very happy to be in this position now. And being able to add Beckham, but also Von, Von Miller on the defense, he made one or two oh, crucial amazing, stops yeah. and crucial plays. Yes, very and, good. I mean, that stadium was very quiet for three quarters, and it only like it only really took off. When Ndamukong Sue got the got the the turnover that got them back to with that led up to the, the the being able to 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 level as well. But even with the Buccaneers, like we we were chatting about the Titans, we've chatted about the the Packers as well. But the Buccaneers, like if Brady's if he's putting out the word that he could be potentially be retiring, and Bruce Arians has also said if he's go like Bruce he's kind of gone. If he's gone, I'm gone. And like if if Brady leaves and Arians leaves, like that team there you could hear bulldozers in the background again for them because they're like if Brady's gone, a lot of those players who were there they only went there because of him. And if he goes, yeah. Arians goes, they could be losing some of the coordinators as well. So Tampa Bay could be in. Per- I mean, it's it's nuts how things can change so quickly from being Super Bowl winners looking to back to back to where they could be actually looking at a very uncertain couple of months. Um, with will Brady stay? Will he not? When you mentioned about his wife, he's saying, well, she kind of wants me to, you know, give up now because I'm nearly 45 and I've been taking so many hits. And it's it's the I mean it's the first time he's really aired that this could actually be it for him. But um, yeah, the Bucks have a lot. There's so many teams that have so many question marks going over them going into the offseason. But there with the Bucks, we could be seeing the end of what's been a pretty good team. Yeah, and you're you're on the ball, Danny. Like there was a lot of players that went there to win their Super Bowl ring. Do you know, Leonard Fournette took a serious wage cut to go in there. And like when healthy that he's a quality running back. Yeah. Um Chris Godwin is going to hit free agency. They're not going to pay a wide receiver, so he's going to hit free agency. Um Pierre Paul won his second Super Bowl. Probably happy with his lot. Would we'll move on from there. Um, I know 
let's say you were mentioning the, the, the coordinators, like I, you'd imagine left, which is probably going to, what well, he's probably fairly close to um, to head coaching job at this stage. Saying that, like often with these really good head coaches, like Arians, how much of an, uh, an, you know, um, an authority he has over the the offense at Tampa Bay is, is possibly questionable. Um, but he's still probably going to get, he's definitely going to get head coaching interviews this off season. Um, I know Tampa went out and drafted um, quarterback last year. I know it was in the second or the third round. They took Kyle Trask out of Florida. And like I don't know if it's a long-term plan. I, I, you know, as I said last week, I'd watch with the college ball. And I, I don't know, did you see him in college, Danny? He was, I suppose he came to kind of prominence because he, um, Kyle Pitts was at Florida, who's an absolute monster um, for their offense. And you know, Kyle Trask, like he's a bit undersized. He's, I think, he, I, I think he never started in high school. Um, came into to Florida, their starter got injured. He literally, I don't think he started before. The, he must have come in and like, and that's like wow. Florida Gators. That's not a, that's that's a school where it's like you're you're not getting that position because, or you're not getting it unless you have the the, the skill for it because it's one of the, I mean, the, the historically at least they are one of the top colleges. Hmm. Uh, your man, your man that he replaced, his name scarce, you know, but he he was drafted last year as well. He he ended up so he got injured the second last year, so Trask got in, and your man did knew that he wouldn't get back in for the final year in college. So your man would transfer to somewhere else, and he ends up he's actually got drafted by Atlanta, I think. So I can't his name scarce, you know, but anyway, Trask, I don't know, like he he's not going to be the long term plan there. No, I know he'll have had a year now sitting behind Brady, but I. To me, he, he seems just a small bit on the lower size. I don't think he'll work out as an NFL quarterback. And particularly when you're talking about a fellow that pretty much didn't start till his final year in college at any level. Um, your man there with uh, Miami um, was, the, was, ahead, was ahead of him in um, in high school. So, uh, no, 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 no. Your man uh, um, in college in the uh, Oh, right. Um, was in was ahead of him in high school, and then he went into to college, and he hit this guy in front of him, bar an injury, wouldn't have got in. So I don't know if Tampa Bay, I don't know, if it was the second or third round draft pick they took in him last year. To me, I'd be I'd be inclined to think that Tampa Bay could be facing. Look, they have their Super Bowl a bit like a bit like the Rams. The Rams are after selling up shop if they don't win it this year. Mm-hmm. Oh, God only knows what happens to them. But I'd say Tampa Bay could become a fairly dour spot very very soon. Which is where they normally have been. So, yeah, in the NFC South, I mean, I think you could add Gronkowski to that as well if Brady decides. I'm out of here. Gronkowski and Brady being the good mates they are, sure. Gronkowski might go back into WWE or do something uh, left field again, you know. So, but yeah, I completely agree with you there, guys. Um, but yeah, I know it's a fair place to the Rams. Anyway, you know that last play was just exquisite, really, and. Uh, yeah, they move on to the NFC uh, Championship game. And last but not least, guys, um, Arrowhead. Uh, who wants to kick off here? Uh, we've left the best till last. Oh, I, I, was, I, I just watched even the last two minutes of this again. I mean, my... Uh, you, have you ever... I've never felt so sorry for a losing quarterback because Josh Allen played the perfect off postseason. He was just... I mean, he could... like who? I didn't realise he was such a good rusher or such a good runner. Like, there was this was... This was if, if if they wanted a mirror, like yeah, and everybody I've been hearing and been chatting about this. They said this was quite possibly the best game they've ever seen. Those last two minutes, I mean, 
this is why people watch American football, the sheer and utter drama. And I feel sorry for people who, if this was their first game, because oh yeah, the bad news, it's only ways down from here because it was just, I mean, the Mahomes, Allen, they're looking like the people are hoping, praying it's going to be Brady, Manning again, that rivalry there. Like this was the, um, it's, like, it's just incredible. It was just absolutely unbelievable the way that the tit for tat, the amount, the change of scores at the end, the sheer and utter drama of it, and even like commentators, no matter the language. And you may have heard the NFL they put out a a video, and it was like, here's the commentary in Spanish, here's it in the German one's great, here's it in German, here's it in Brazilian, here's it in like they did it from all over the world, like as games go and as like kind of advertisements for like we didn't think you could get more dramatic than the previous three games. This one. It was just like hold my beer because this had absolutely everything that you would want from a playoff game. Absolutely. So yeah, I, I'd agree. I'd, I'd just, it was a fantastic game. Um, do you know that we, when we were talking about Mike McCarthy last week and not going for some fourth down? Um, I, th- I, th- I thought Buffalo set the tone from the first drive, uh, going for it from fourth down a couple of times, getting their touchdown. Um, it made it made straight away that this, uh, Kansas had to go up and answer them. Um, I thought it was a fantastic game. I, do you know, two things that do you know often, and I, I said it before or, earlier on about hindsight, but two things that kind of stuck out in my head, do you know, reflecting on the game after. Um, I can't understand why Buffalo kicked that ball did the last kickoff with 30. I know there was only small time left in the clock, but I cannot understand why they kicked it out in zone. Like you were giving Mahomes ball, back the ball on the 25 yard line with timeouts. I, I like if they had hooshed that kick and made the boys run out with it, they're losing seven or eight seconds straight away. Do you know? Um, like it, it, it to me, it just it didn't make sense. You know, even watching it at the time that they kicked it, like Mahomes, like thirteen seconds and and timeouts. If you're giving the men too much time, um, you so like I, that was one thing I couldn't understand. And like even then, you know, they they defended the sides. So they let Kelsey go down the middle for that for that last reception lining up the field goal. Now, now look, I know you still have to make the play, but like you know, I heard there the NFL. Um, I was in, I saw somewhere on Twitter that um, they they um, they took the the audio and they actually Kelsey's audio. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. Mahomes audio. and Mahomes, literally Mahomes is seeing what's in front of him and he's rolling a Kelsey go for it. So basically, he knew I'm going to throw it to him. He's going to run. No one's going to tackle him. Line up a handy field goal. Um, so I just like for a, a team that are kind of built on being one of the top five defenses in the league, I just thought there was a couple of strange decisions there, and that the Bills are probably ruining now. The other thing that came to my head, and like I know the league owners were were um, canvassed a few years ago on this after that great um, Chiefs New England game. Do you know that great um, when New England won that playoff game or that divisional final a few years ago? The, the overtime rules, lads. What do you make of them? Is it very? Is it unfair? Personally, I would like to see seen Buffalo come back and try to respond, but you know, it was just an outrageously good play. I thought from Mahomes again to to Kelsey, I thought it was a touchdown fitting to win every game. But given the way Josh Allen had been going with Buffalo, it would be nice to see Buffalo get the ball again and see if they could mm. get the touchdown. But yeah, I'd say we could have been there all night. To be perfectly fair, uh, Simon. You know, yeah. given the way Josh Allen was uh, executing. What, what do you think, Danny? Bill, 
I think it was even Bill Cower said the team that wins this will be the one who's in, who's who's the last team in possession, and that's the way it proved it. Yeah, no, it's it it has been one of the main, it had it's been apart from how incredible this game was, it has been the main talking point. Do they need to change these rules? But the problem you then kind of have is like, is this if this is this something that'll only apply to say off season or or say yeah post season? Or are they also going to apply it to other times during the season too? Um, like it, because. You want the overtime to be over as quickly as possible, just in terms of injuries. Oh, like it's, I mean, it's it's one that's going to be eternally up for debate because, like, if they change the overtime rules and if this happens in the regular season, does that mean these games are going to just go, it, like people wanted this game to go on and on? But in the regular season, you want the games to be over as quickly as possible, just for, from that standpoint. Like it's, I mean, you would have loved to have seen Allen go back on the field. And what I found really good, or um, what what was really incredible as well is. Allen and Mahomes, their duel, they were they they brought such different variety to it. Like mm. Allen's throws were just bullets, but Mahomes' sidearm throw, I mean, I've never like it's 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 incredible just to watch it in per- and the way that they were able to evade getting tackled in that. I mean, I mean, it, this game did have everything, but yeah, I think maybe it's in the postseason they could have a case of in overtime if one team scores, then the other can go. But then, like you you highlighted, Mark, we we'd probably still be watching them now because that's the level, standard the quarterbacks were playing at on the on the night. And Danny, I think we've missed one important point. It's US TV as well. It's that US mentality of, you know, the game having to finish at a particular time because they have their CBS or Fox News premieres or something like that straight after, you know, that, you know, they have their strict time zone specific Eastern Standard. There seems to be a bit of media pressure, I think, there as well, because I'd say the NFL would be more than happy to, yeah, and the owners probably have more than happy to kind of have that yeah. sort of, Let's say I don't know if the college system would work either. Like the college system, I don't think the college system is football really. Do you know, I don't know, do you know what, Mark? But the yeah. basically, they, they both start out from the 25 yard line and they get to go. And then, if they're both successful, I think after the first round of them being both successful, they basically it's a, it's a two point conversion. They both have a go at a two point conversion. And if they're both successful, you go again and you go again and you go again. But like to me, like, do you know, Kansas got the ball so. Like the way the game had had unfolded, right? It was basically going to be whoever wins the coin toss is probably going to win it. Mm. And you wonder, you'd wonder, right? Kansas get the ball, the starts as usual on twenty-five yard line, come up field, get a touchdown. Like, what would be? There wouldn't be a major issue to for Kansas to kick the ball back to Buffalo and leave them have a go at it. Do you know? Um, no saying that. Look, it's a team sport. Um, people will say if your defense can make a can make a stop, get the ball back, and that's that's the, the beauty of it. And didn't get a chance to come back out and answer Mahomes like like Mahomes had his chance to answer uh, during the game. Yeah, you know, just pros and cons to both those uh, arguments, really. To be fair, um, but yeah, I think in fairness to Josh Allen and Mahomes, it does look like an absolute long renewed rivalry, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> you know, and I, it's bad news from from a New England Patriots fan here that Allen is only just going to get better and better and better and. That was a very young roster in the Buffalo Bills as well. And I can see them, you know, I think, Simon, our work's going to get cut out, particularly New York Jets and the Pats and Miami Dolphins to get anywhere near the, the Bills. Now, the only thing I would say about Josh Allen is his running style. Whenever he runs with football, I'm heart and mouth every time because he's so full-blooded and he's running carries. When you compare it to Mahomes, who's very much the ingenuity, he realises when to kind of slide, kill, kill the play. 
Yeah, the first challenge is almost like your Gavin Coombs and Monster Rugby literally barreling towards, you know, you know, contact. Like it's, you just wonder with Buffalo, you know, next season or see he may go down with an injury here, you know, given his running style. I mean, I think he ran for 67 yards uh, on Sunday night. Like they were very hard earned yards as well. So um, I watched it, Mark, was, you know, that breakout year that RG3 had a fantastic year in Washington and like for a finish up, like that was an unbelievable rookie campaign, and for a finish up, what happened there, and like he's he's basically was destroyed before he even got started with the injuries. Mm. Now saying that he was he was a much slighter man than what Josh Allen is, um, but um, no, eventually if you were going to have your um your running back or your running back and your quarterback generally being the same person, it's probably not going to end up well because running backs most of them don't have a great lifespan. Two three uh, years at the most, and then that's it. So. Yeah. I often think, Danny, and you know when teams are drafting, I often think this is a waste of a first-round pick when they go out and get you know the really good lay. Let's say the Giants a few years ago took Saquon Barkley, who's a or the Steelers. <laughs> you know, you you'd wonder like, is this is it sustainable? Are you better off getting the big fella to block for a second or a third-round pick? Do you know, which mm. uh, look, I suppose that's only all talk, really. Indeed. But no, it was a game for the ages, uh, you know, and probably can't wait to see the Chiefs and Bills uh, next season anyway with the, the schedule. But uh, the Chiefs uh, advanced to the AFC Championship. And I suppose, guys, maybe have a little quick re- preview of the AFC Championship and the NFC Championship games. I suppose heading the block time, guys. Uh, Bengals going to the Chiefs and 49ers travelling to LA to see the Rams and play them for that. Uh, who, who do you fancy? Uh, Chiefs Rams and like it's it's interesting even like the amount of road game wins that there were there was at the weekend but even I was chatting with someone during the weekend they said Arrowhead is one of the few stadiums that actually is a road game it's not under a roof there's no like there's there's none of these things that kind of new that levels the playing field going to Kansas City is a road game the atmosphere just the the altitude everything is against them and kind of I know the Bengals bet them bet them a couple of weeks back but this Chiefs team, it's a bit of a different animal, and Mahomes in in those in postseason. The fact is, there was their fourth AFC in a row. They're going for their third and four Super Bowls. Like everything stacked against the Bengals, and like I think just with the, the that other fact as well, the fact that it is in Kansas City, I think this it's set up for the Chiefs to make it from that side and from the NFC side. If I'm hoping for a good Super Bowl, I'm hoping that it's the Rams because if it's the 49ers, it's going to be like the Rams Patriots a couple of years ago. It's going to be stale. But yeah, I think just from a neutral standpoint, a Rams a Rams Chiefs Super Bowl would be a great watch. Yeah, I I I'd be inclined to agree with you, Danny. Um, like uh, realistically, as I said, look, the 49ers are after beating the Rams twice in the normal in the regular season. Um, but the Rams look like a different animal now. They have their yeah, their offense going like I said last week that the Rams wanted to run the ball. They threw it up, or they threw it up there a good bit last weekend. Um, but like the the outspoint or outstanding feature of that of that Rams team last weekend, I think was on the defense side of things for the first three quarters. Mm. Um, I think Von Miller and and uh, Donald are going to get after Grappolo. Now saying that 49, 49ers are going to game plan here. They're going to just hand the ball off. Grapple only through what made was in 19 attempts you said Mark last weekend. He's he'll probably make less next weekend. They're probably going to try and stink this out. Run it, run it, run it. Oh. Give it to Debo. Hope for the best. Do you know? Um and look they've they've pulled off they've been outsiders last two weekends, one two away games. 
Like, there's no reason. Like, uh, do you know, Danny, you were talking there about Kansas being a really away game. Uh, in, in the grand scheme of things, I think uh, is the 49ers to the Rams is only five or six hours of a drive. Um, do you know, this is this is pretty much um, a cross-city rivalry almost, you know, uh, in, in from the point of view of American sports. Um, I'd, I, like, I, I think the Rams win. I think they'll cover the handicap. Um, but at the same time, it looked the 49ers might have some chance. I, it's part of me would almost think with the 49ers with the best possible thing for them to happen would be Grappler to go down in the first five minutes and let Trey Lance rip it. Do you know? Um, no, it's, it's funny. The, the the Niners run is reminding me a lot of, speaking from a Steelers standpoint, of their 06 run. Every, like they, were the, they had all the road games against all the top teams and they just gritted it out and they ran and the quarterback didn't do very well and they just managed to get, make it two and win a Super Bowl. So like it, it's eerie, the parallels there, but... Like the fact it's thin, it's it. The Rams are at home. There, it's going to be. It's LA. It's going to be perfect conditions for them. They have the motivation of the Super Bowl also being there. Like it's it's all it. A lot is is stacked against the Niners. But yeah, just if they did win, I, I would laugh. But just from a neutral standpoint, looking for the best Super Bowl possible, I really do hope it's a Chiefs Rams Super Bowl. I, I think I think the Chiefs I think the Chiefs will cover I, I think they'll cover the spread as well in the uh, against Cincinnati. As I said, I think I, I'm not entirely sure Cincinnati are legit legit. Um, and uh, like I, I'll go over to the church here until at least on, uh, on on Sunday morning, and I light a candle and hopefully Joe Burrow might be able to play again next year. Oh my God, yeah. Um, I'd probably go along with the Chiefs, but I think guys Bengals may run this a bit more closer than you're thinking. Just the euphoria of that Bills win. I'm watching a bit of ESPN. I'm watching a bit of the local coverage in Kansas. I think their focus is not even on the Bengals now. I think it's Super Bowl. They're looking at the Rams Oof. 49ers. They're for in me. trouble then, if that's the case. Yeah, there is an awful lot of kind of euphoria from it. And that performance, there is going to be a dip in performance here for Mahomes and the rest of them. I think they'll get the job done. But I think Burrow and Chase... I think they may pose a few problems here for that Kansas City secondary because let's be real about this, guys. Josh Allen literally exposed massive fundamental issues in communication in that secondary, particularly in the fourth quarter. I mean, on another day, I mean, this is Buffalo Bills though. Buffalo is jinxed as a city, sporting wise. <laughs> They're jinxed after 13 seconds, bloody hell, but, uh, of the last weekend. But going beside the point, uh, Allen has exposed an awful lot of fundamental issues here in that secondary. And I think. With Burrow, but again, the offensive line is a massive heart attack waiting to happen for Burrow. Whether he gets the time in the pocket to expose that is another thing. I think the Chiefs will win, but I think it might be maybe a 7 to 10 point going away more so than just absolutely blowing Cincinnati out of the water. And then for the other one, I think, yeah, I think for San Fran, if Jim Garoppolo doesn't pass the ball less than 10 times, I think, it will be literally run the game, run the ball keep the LA Ram defensively on the pitch. Have, have them do what the pass did against the Bills. Like, right, you're going to throw it three times, only three, and they're going to be side shuffles for a first, for like on third and one. Or if you're in trouble and you're going to get sacked, you're going to <laughs> throw that into row H or whatever, you know, and maybe take a penalty for it. But I, I think, I do like the Rams. From their performance in Arizona Cardinals, they've backed it up here in Buccaneers. And again, we haven't seen the full complete game from the Rams, you know, mm. and... God, lads, you know, if you're in the Rams roster and support, like, you're two games away from winning the Super Bowl, you have them both at home. Like, it's mm. massive. And that does carry a bit of pressure and nothing better than an NFC West rival to come in and absolutely wipe the floor of you. 
I think it'll be tight, but I think Rams may win it. And I think there might be a bit of drama there, just classic LA script writing Hollywood. You know, there's going to be a few fumbles, don't you know, from LA. They may be 10, 14 points up, and then they'll give a chance. Two blocked points for return touchdowns. Um. <laughs> yeah, so I, I would hope for Chiefs Rams as well, guys. But I think they're going to be. Do you know, fella, I, was, I was looking at this earlier on, Mark. Do you know one fella who hasn't had a major impact for Cincinnati in. Um, in the playoffs so far, but I, I, I have a lot of time from Tyler Boyd. Do you know, let's say there's been, you mentioned T Higgins earlier on, which was a great compliment for, for, um, for Chase. But, you know, I wonder, I, I think like you're, you're dead right there. Let's say Buffalo opened up holes in this, uh, in that chief secondary last week. If they're going to keep it close, I like they'll probably try to double team Chase. Higgins will probably get some, um, some coverage as well. I, I think Tyler White could open up. Do you know if a fellow wanted to have a, an old betting in any time touchdown score or something like that? I think I think you could go a lot you could go a lot further around now than throwing a, a fiver on Tyler White. Yeah, indeed. And I think you have to give compliments to Tennessee Titans. I thought defensively they're absolutely they couldn't have done much more. Couldn't have done much more, as I said, Danny. And I think, you know, will we see the same intensity for Kansas City? We probably will, but I think Cincinnati Bengals offensive line, you know they've been absolutely given the the come down of come downs in that video analysis, how they didn't protect Joe Burrow for a vast majority of that game. So, um, did absolutely no age protection for the whole game. It was it was insane. But sure, as I said, hopefully he'll keep standing anyway through this weekend. We need him long term, you know. But says Danny O'Brien, uh, maybe not. You know, it's for a Steelers fan, you know. You kind of oh, just, even looking at the AFC as a whole, like there's between Allen, between Mahomes. You have Burrow, you have Jackson, you have like a string of just these young quarterbacks coming through and it's just shown if you want to do anything in that conference, you need to have that position sewn up. And like when I was hearing about Mason Rudolph saying, oh, I want to be first choice. I'm like, no, we do not want you as first God to anybody but him. Like it's, it shows how important it is that if you are in a position where there's questions around quarterback, you need to solve it very quickly because there's so many good ones out there at the moment. Exactly. And I suppose before we go, guys, uh, the news in New Orleans uh, that there's a head coach vacancy, Sean Payton, uh, stepping away after 15 seasons. What are your initial reactions there? And I know, Simon, you've been kind of banding around a few kind of maybe offensive coaches, maybe looking uh, at that, I, job, think, I, I think it's an absolutely dire situation in, in, in New Orleans. Now, mm-hmm. like, um, he's after leaving them with, no, he had another year in the contract. He's after walking away from it. He's after leaving them with uh, 43 million. Uh, of dead money as far as I can see for next year so they're over the cap 43 million so whoever's coming in there is going to have to figure a way to work around that he's after leaving with no quarterback he's after leaving them like why in the name of God did he extend Taysom Hill mid-season and leave him with Taysom Hill with that like there was no like he was already contracted there was no need to give him more money leave him mid-season if he had this and he said that he might leave at the end of the season himself like I, I'd say he, he must have had some arrangement for Taysom Hill that he'd give him a few quid in the back end because this it made it makes no sense to to have leaving the franchise behind with a player to I think that contract could be worked up to 95 million over four years dependent on where on where he's playing and all this kind of crack it's absolutely mental I do you know I was um I was watching um Chuck Pagano a few weeks ago during he used to be the Colts head coach mm. oh yeah. Uh, and he was doing an interview and it, the topic came up. They were, t- they were talking about the New York Giants and the topic came up like, so are they going to be able to even find someone that wanted to be the head coach there? And Pagano made a good point. He said, look, there's only 32 franchises in the league. 
there's only going to be 32 head coaches next year. People know the situations that they're getting into, but it's almost like an ego thing that they'll want to be one of those head coaches. But geez, I hate to know, like you can add the New Orleans Saints to a team that like if I was if I was left with snow in, in Tampa Bay and if that job came came calling, I don't I, I don't know would I be too inclined to throw my name forward first. Like I think they're going to be a mess for a long time. But from what I've been reading before before Peyton came into uh, to one to New Orleans, they were a bit of a mess anyway for for their entire pretty much. Their oh, historically they were like the fans with bags over their heads and yeah. was it um, was it watching ESPN today and it was like they weren't the Saints, they were the Aints. Because they were just just and like but like Peyton between him and Drew Brees like they they it was the perfect it was it was the perfect combination between them like when Hurricane Katrina and what what happened mm. to the to the city then everything just it, it came together perfectly for them to win that Super Bowl and kind of Saints fans really can't complain for those fifteen years but even when it comes to Peyton like if I'm Jerry Jones I'm giving the Saints just a blank check and saying write what you want for compensation. We'll take him on board because, like, I mean, the Cowboys—they have absolutely everything they need to makes, win a Super Bowl, except the head coach. It makes too much sense, Danny. I actually, in my head, I'm thinking. I think McCarthy has another year, so I think Peyton will sit out for his year because it, it wouldn't mm. be a nice thing to do to go from one team to another team, um, in the NFC. And I think it's—I think it's a cert. He has the ego for that yep. job, oh, and yeah. he has. But this is a fellow that went for um, an onside kick at the start of the second half of the Super Bowl. This is a fella now that is going to go in there. Jerry, you can imagine Jerry Jones just salivating at the top of this fellow over the offense. I think it is like it probably won't happen this year because there will be money involved and yeah. stuff like that. No money means nothing to them, but it probably won't happen this year. But I would say it is a cert that Peyton is going to be the head coach of the Cowboys next year. Yep. No, it's just it's it's almost like it's it's inevitable and just we, we, like you mentioned there. Although I think it would be so much fun if they had like a, when they did the um the the behind the scenes of the teams. I wish they would have it for that season just to see Peyton and Jerry Jones clash because like <laughs> like Jerry Jones is kind of it's his way or the highway. And but if if he does go to the Cowboys, that I think that nearly automatically means the one problem area they have had for years has been coach. They sort that out and. I mean, look what Arians did with the Buccaneers. Like, you get the right person coaching a team, it can make it can be the it can be that small that fa- that small final fraction they need to get over the edge. Like, I mean, like how how many ways can the Cowboys screw up winning in the playoffs? Um, there's only so many ways they can do it. But like, I yeah, it's 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 inevitable that he does go to the Cowboys, which is going to be it's going to suck for the rest of us because the Cowboys fans are bad enough as it is. And if he goes there, they'll want they'll be like just just give us the trophy now because we're we're going to win it. And oh god, <laughs> I think Peyton it's all right. Has, it's all right. <laughs> I, I think Peyton has some kind of connection with the Bears. But did he play with the Bears? I think there's some connection there. I do. The Bears would probably be the last, like just even. Oh, no, he won't, he won't yes. go there. Like, he won't go there. Since Nagy has even been let, like I've gone through articles and they've just said with the Bears, they've never been able to combine. They've never been able to sync up quarterback, GM, and head coach. There's always been something that's better to sync, and as a result, they've always yeah, they're kind of the bear. The Bears will be the like the Bears will be the Bears. They they'll look like they're gonna get close, and like even if you're a quarterback going to the Windy City, like there's a reason there's never been an all-time quarterback there as well. So yeah, the Bears would be probably alongside the Lions as the last team you'd want to go and take charge of because there's always something wrong with them. Oh yeah, absolutely, and I think Peyton definitely would relish the Cowboy role. You know, oh. head coaches have gone in there and have been completely swallowed up by the Cowboy culture, and then 
you know, definitely Jerry Jones as well, being in their ear constantly about how the game plan should be executed. You know, it's just, you know, but uh, can you imagine press conferences from Dallas Cowboys next season? Like, I mean, Mike McCarty, so, yeah, Sean Payton's, you know, round, yeah. Can you comment on it from week one on? I'd say he's absolutely flip. I'd say he'll literally give a media blackout, I would say, because that's what's going to be the key story here, because he mm. looks like the guy, as you say, taking all the boxes, you know, Jerry Jones looking to get to the top again. So, yeah, all for right. another day. He might encourage Brady to play for another year if if the if the Saints are in just a complete dump next year. That'll be another handy walk through that division, you know. Um, I I yeah I I don't know. I I think New Orleans are in for a bit like um a bit like what Tampa Bay will be like when all those players move on. I said they're in for a tough enough couple of years in front of them now. I suspect with Brady he may hang on for the last season next year, just as you say. There's going to be personal changes all over that NFC, so it looks like and head coaching was, I think so. But again, Brady is the sort of guy, even in New England, he'll make the decision pretty quick. You know, mm-hmm. it will be in the next, probably in the next week or two, I'd say you may get some sort of release there anyway. Well, hopefully but, he does, because I don't want to be looking forward to the next couple of months of will he, won't he at Brady, so... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, realistically, personnel-wise, are going to have to make decisions as well in terms of the quarterback position on an awful lot of key positions as well. If Brady does go, I think, you know, it's it's a pivotal decision. So, um, yeah, all, all to kind of uh, be decided on. Uh, guys, been a great um, nearly an hour on this podcast uh, this week. Um, yeah, but we've plenty to talk about. But, uh, yeah, we may come back again next week to review the AFC and the NFC Championship games and hopefully... They're not the blowouts that you two guys predict anyway, that we might have a bit more fireworks uh, in um, Kansas and also LA uh, next week. So if you want to come back, uh, more than welcome. Sure. Thanks again, Mark. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast episode. If you liked what you heard in this podcast, why not subscribe to the Hawkeye Psychic podcast on either Amazon, Spotify, YouTube, or Twitter platforms. You can also follow me at Hawkeye Psychic on Facebook and Twitter for the latest sporting opinions, articles and reports.